Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Greg Shepard here from SNA Financial Services. Okay, so this recording, we're going to focus on 2022. A lot of you have asked me what I think 2022 is going to bring. Well, here it is, okay? We're going to talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about the bond market, get into some economic stuff, all kinds of fun things wrapped up into, I have no idea how long this is going to take. Um, hopefully not very long. I've got, there, there's a lot of information that I've been uh, taking in the last few weeks. There's a lot of it out there, okay? Because 2022 is going to present some unparalleled economic conditions, unparalleled, literally meaning things that we have never seen before. Okay. So in this video, I don't really have a formal presentation. I have some notes here that you can't see. So I'm going to navigate back and forth. <laughs> so excuse me as I fumble through it. Uh, stock market, of course, bond market. A lot of you are in the bond market. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, and some economic things I think I may have already mentioned. Okay. So let's just kick it off. Um, what I'll do first is look at my notes here. Okay, so we're going to go through the, I'm going to give you the bottom line first. And what I mean by that, excuse me here. Okay, so what I mean by that is um, th there's a lot of analysts out there that give you an idea of what they think the market is going to be the, the following year. Okay, I've done this every year, right? And, and actually, before I get going on that, you know, uh, 2021, I think I can sum up as we overshot expectations, okay, in the stock market. I didn't expect 2021 in the stock market to be as good as it was, all right? So I think overshooting expectations is a good way to put it. Uh, going into 2022, now just regarding the stock market, I do believe, it, I do believe there's going to be a lot of volatility, given some economic things that I'll talk about here. Um, Ultimately, I do believe it's going to be, we're going to have muted gains, M-U-T-E-D, muted gains in 2022. Because folks, ask yourself this, what's the catalyst in 2022? Okay, 2021, uh, post-COVID 2020, market shut up like a rocket. So where's the catalyst, macroeconomically speaking, in 2022? All right, table that. Bottom line first, here are some um, uh, predictions from 14 analysts. Okay, again, this is me gathering all this information. I'm not gonna go through all the analysts. Folks, you got uh, you got folks from Barclays, JP Morgan, BMO, UBS, many, many more. Okay, like I said, 14 of them. Uh, let me read this verbatim. So the targets of all these folks, which typically they've been fairly good, okay? Targets range from 2022, targets range from 4,400 on the S&P to 5,300 on the S&P 500. Okay, now first, uh, let's see, first day of trading for 2022 <laughs> closed at 4,795, 4, and the targets were 4,400, which would be lower than we are now, up to 5,300, okay? Average forecast was 4,975 on the Dow. Again, we're at 4,795. That implies about a gain of about 35 to 4% on the S&P 500. Forecasts range uh, anywhere from down 8% to up 
10%, <coughs> which is a little, um, a little haphazard from past, like 2021, all, all 14 analysts that I covered in 2021 all predicted the market S&P 500 was going to be positive, being close to double digits, and they were all right. Okay, this year, like I said, we got folks on the downside, folks on the upside. Um, again, I'm not, you know, each had snippets around their forecasts, but all were pretty much aligned with one another and the fact that there will be muted gains with a lot of volatility and more risk to the downside than we've seen in recent pasts. Remember, folks, the S&P 500 currently has a streak of seven quarters being positive. This party ain't going to last forever, all right, especially when the Fed raises those rates. Um, I guess we'll get into that. I, I'll come back to the stock market a little bit, but let me jump over to the Fed funds. I've got a lot of you asking me questions about that. Understandable. It's a foregone conclusion, foregone conclusion that the Fed is going to raise rates. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about this. I think the, the Fed has done a terrible job. I think they are way more reactive than proactive. I've been shooting, oh, shooting, uh, yelling from the rooftops since late last year. They should be raising the rates because now, what, because of inflation, they're going to be forced to raise rates. And as of today, it's probably my hearing notes. I'm probably getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, as of today, the odds are they're going to start raising rates in March, which I've been saying that initially they were looking at June. Even Schwab said maybe as late as September. But folks, they can't, in my opinion, this isn't economic data here. This is my opinion. With the way inflation's going, um, I think they're going to be not forced as a little strong. I think they're going to start raising that rate in March. Okay. Um, Take that for what it's worth. But now, regarding that Fed funds rate, how does the market react to that? The market's going to be dependent upon, regarding the Fed funds rate, okay, the correlation, how fast the Fed raises that rate, that, that rate, okay? So hang with me here. Historically, if the Fed raises the rate slowly, the market can absorb that, and it has done so in the past. And in the market should be okay for whatever that means, okay? What I mean by that is the market's not gonna be volatile just because they're raising the rates slowly. That's what history shows us. Now, if the Fed um, raises quicker than expected, okay, so I think the projected three, three rates hikes, um, don't quote me on that, geez, I've got so much information jumping on my head. I think there might be more and quicker than they said, okay? So if that were to occur and they raise rates quicker and more often, uh, historically, the market does not absorb that very well. There will be more volatility. And you get what you saw back in 2018. S&P 500 was down 4%, 2018. Now, hang with me here. Um, let's take note of this. Make sure I word this correctly. The last seven times the Fed has raised the rate, six out of those seven times, the market was higher six months after they raised the Fed funds rate. Take that for what it's worth. Of course, history does not repeat itself always. Um, 
I'm getting a again a little bit ahead of myself, but I think macroeconomically speaking, I think we're in pretty good pretty good shape. We're not the economy hasn't um, stopped. It's slowed, but it hasn't stopped. Okay, with this high inflation has been a problem more so than I expected it to be, honestly. Now, what I want to do is share my screen. I think I've become a master at doing so. Give me a second here. All right, let's, these are my notes. Let's take a look at, okay. Hopefully you see my screen because I'm not doing this over again. Okay, what we're looking at here is one, two, three, four, five different time periods where the, the Fed has raised that Fed funds rate. Now, I think personally, and that's over here, that's the black uh, column right here. I think we're gonna go through a time period like 2016, 17-ish, okay? Which would be right here. But again, you got five times, one, two, three, four, five, five historical time frames to look at. Here are your asset categories, how these asset categories did during those respective Fed rate hike periods. So if we pay attention to the first row, these are all bonds, okay? These are all bonds right here up to high yield and then growth and value stocks. Everything looks, you know, decent. And right here, Bloomberg aggregate, this gives you an idea of how the bond market, the average of the bond market did. Okay, it's like the S&P 500 for the bond market, okay? But you can see not great during periods of Fed rate hikes. Take a look at this, bank loans. Okay, go down the, go down the column here. And by the way, you can see here average return. All right. All of my clients, <coughs> excuse me, all of my clients, we've increased exposure to that asset category, bank loans. I'm not gonna get, get into the nuances of what it is. I can talk to you individually about it, but I like that asset category during times where the Fed raises the hike, where the Fed hikes their rates, okay? Growth and value stocks, um, I might differ. So depending upon the growth stocks, um, we're going to, depending upon how risky you are, get more of a balance between growth and value as we go through 2022. I know it says here that growth has outperformed value during the 2015 to 2018 time period. I know down here, average return, growth, outperforms value during the rate hike periods. Be careful though, growth also includes tech, okay? And also tech makes up a like, uh, I don't know, the, a high percentage of the NASDAQ. Tech, your, your Microsoft, Apple, a few companies, okay? That's what I'm getting at. But when you get into tech, during times where rates go up, they tend to suffer, tech does, because they borrow money, they're highly leveraged. When you borrow money, rates go up, it costs more to borrow money, so you don't borrow, you don't borrow as much, or it costs you more, and your margins get uh, get lower. So um, this kind of gives you an idea of certain asset categories. I like the bank loans, I like high yield, and I like a mixture not not necessarily overweighted in growth, but I like a mix, more of an even mix of value and growth. Okay, I'm going to move on from here, but you can see down here, average return. Bank loans on the bond side tend to do fairly well. And I know it says growth, but I do like going into this year. I do like more of a 50-50 split thereabouts. 
we've been heavy on growth. Okay, so we're going to pull that back a little bit and do the, more of a balancing act. Okay, stop share. We're still recording. I think I'm doing okay. Okay. Okay, I talked about tech stocks. I uh, tend to not do very well when, when rates go up. Um, let, let's move on to more of a macro picture. No, I want to get into the bond market. Okay, I don't have any notes for this, but we're going to go through most likely, I don't know this for a fact, I believe we're going to go through two calendar years of the bond market being sub-average. Okay, 2021, the bond market values did not do well. You still get interest. That never goes away. Okay, just a second here. 2022 is going to pose a problem as well because we have rising interest rates. That does not uh, bode well for the bond market, for the majority of bonds out there. Okay, I think we're going to go through something we haven't seen in the bond market for decades where we have just, I'll, I'll call it poor performance. Poor total return performance. Total return is based on interest and appreciation of the bond funds. If you don't have appreciation, okay, you still have interest. But obviously, if you don't have appreciation of those bond investments, it hurts what's called total return. I think we're going to see that again in 2022, <laughs> similar to what we saw in 2021. Most of you out there, if not all of you, I have already started reallocating your bond investments more towards some of those investments I just went over with that table, okay? So out of certain categories in the bond world into other ones that should be more advantageous in that environment. Um, okay, I'm gonna share a screen here again. I'm gonna show you something real quick. You know, I get a lot of clients, let me get to it first. Here we are. Make it a little bigger. You know, worried about recessions. Uh, I get it. You know, all of us lived through 2008. Wasn't a fun period. Um, make it a little bigger. Here's what I say to those folks. I don't know what the future holds. You don't know what the future holds. These prognostic prognosticators on the television right there, they don't know what the future holds. They get paid to have these, uh, these hot takes on television. What I will tell you is that if you take a look at data, take a look at history and data, Right here, these are times as to when our economy went through a recession. I think there's 10 or 11 gray bars, okay? Gray bars here. What you can see is that back in the 80s, we went through this double dip recession. That's the only time in our economy since the 50s, okay, that we've had these double dip recessions. Now, I, history could repeat itself. I think it's very unlikely given economics. Uh, you know, I have all these boring graphs that most of you are familiar with. Okay, so I have all this data that I um, study, drives my wife crazy. But, um, you know, according to this data, we're in no immediate threat of a recession. Of course, if something like COVID were to come about again, that creates this right here. Okay, that's the, the latest recession we saw back in early 2020 with COVID. I have no idea if that's gonna happen. Absent of that, the odds of us going into another recession are very, very slim. On top of that, moreover, for those that are nervous about the stock market, that's, that's, that's um, rightfully, that's part of investing, right? Take a look at what the S&P 500 has done in between recessions. 
So here's the, let's go back to the eighties. Boom, recession, boom, recession, boom. Okay, so you get the idea. Markets tend to do well in between recessions. We average about nine years in between recessions. Okay, this year, let me get it off share screen here. Okay, this year, um, I think the theme is gonna be volatility, all right? There's, there's certain asset categories, mainly in the stock market, I think we can take advantage of if we're patient. This will be a, a year like, I can't recall the top of my head, where there's gonna be a little more um, uh, buying and selling. We're not timing anything, we're not trading. What we do though, is um, like just give you an idea, okay? I think the Fed is gonna raise that rate sooner than expected. Like I mentioned, tech stocks don't tend to do well in that environment. I wanna look for an exit point to get out of tech, raise cash, wait for some of these other categories to lower. And I got a, a, a whole litany of investments I wanna get into. And then just maybe dollar cost average into those. But me, be more, uh, be more targeted, be more strategic this year than we've done in quite some time. All right. So, um, you know, if the analysts are correct, again, look for muted returns, but low single-digit returns in the stock market. Okay, we've had a, a fun party the last year and a half with the stock market. More than that, uh, party ain't gonna last forever. Bond market, I unfortunately look for under average, somewhat similar to 2021. Always get that interest though, okay? Um, and that's really about it. I wanna bore you all to death. I got, I could talk about this stuff all day long, okay? So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let y'all go on that. If you have any questions, of course, you all know how to get a hold of me. Uh, and I'll talk to y'all in person as Lindsay gets a hold of you, or I do. And uh, we have those individual Zoom meetings, hopefully in person more as we go along. Hopefully everyone's having a good start to the 2022. Uh, this is Greg Shepard with SNA Financial Services. Hope to see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.